Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. We're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard, and we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. So Bree, last week we talked about diets, what works, what didn't work, um, and this week I wanted to kind of shift the focus a little bit and talk about exercise. Perfect. It's pretty common knowledge that regular exercise is good for health uh, optimization. Why can I not say that word? <laughs> optimization. <laughs> optimization. But <laughs> with all the options out there and mounds of info, I know it's extremely easy for a lot of people to get overwhelmed. I'm sure you run into that a lot with your clients. Oh, for sure. Um, and, you know, to find the right workout for you since you're <laughs> so, um, there's so many options can be really difficult. So today, I wanted to talk about the best forms of exercise for you, for each individual. I think that's a great idea. Okay, so how do you choose the exercise for you? Well, first, you'll need to find a workout you really enjoy. Right. Because if you don't like it, you're not yeah, going to stick gonna with s- it. Exactly. Um, and finding a workout or a trainer that you enjoy is a key element to you hitting your goals. For sure. When you enjoy doing it, you'll be more likely to stick with it in the long run. Right. Okay, so you're going to want to design the right exercise program for you. How do you do that? Well, first, you need to weigh out a couple things. You need to figure out what your goals are. Because goals are going to make all the difference in how you design that right program. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to build muscle? Are you preparing to run a 5K? I don't know about you, but I only run unless... The only reason I I run is when somebody's chasing me. Right. Or I might run after some food. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, you would never catch me doing that. Not unless it's like some kind of fun thing that I got tricked into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, whatever your goals are, it's good to write them down and be aware of what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, these goals are ultimately going to shape your overall workout. So you also want to think about how much time you have to devote to your exercise. So, you know, whether you have a husband or a wife, three kids, a dog, work two jobs. If you have all those things, you're not going to be able to work out 10, 20 hours a week. So you're saying committing to a five-day-a-week boot camp? Might not be feasible. Right. Okay. okay. So you just have to keep those in mind when you're thinking about building your workout routine. How much time can I actually 100% commit to? Right. Now, there are some recommendations as far as how much you should do. I usually tell my clients you want to do a minimum of three hours. What those three hours look like will depend, again, on your goals. Right. So, for the average person, I usually recommend a mixture of cardio, strength training, and some type of flexibility, core strengthening, stability type workout, like Mm -hmm. Pilates, yoga, Mm -hmm. or just a good stretching class. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, you would have just an even amount of all three. Right. 
Um, but we're not in a perfect world. And of course, you have to do what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hate yoga or you hate cardio, running, cycling, it's going to be harder for you to do those things. Mm-hmm. But for most people, I recommend doing an hour of each. You may agree with this or you may be bringing it up later. I don't know. But you you mentioned three hours, and I think that's a great goal to shoot mm-hmm. for for the average person, right? I'm of the opinion, and this is what I tell my clients, it doesn't mean you have to, it has to be an hour each time. Right. If you only have 10 minutes that day, then do something for 10 minutes. Ideally, yeah, you'd want to be like at the 30-minute mark, right? But sometimes that's just, like I know my days lately, <laughs> you tell me I have to go work out for an hour, I'm going to laugh in your face because I don't have an hour. I legitimately do not have an hour unless I'm digging into my sleep and I'm not going to do that, right? So even if it's just... 10 to 20 minute little little pockets that you have throughout your day, that adds up. It counts. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, how long your workout segments are. It's really what works with your schedule. Right. Because 10 minutes of something is better than zero minutes of Absolutely. nothing. Absolutely. And so. I, I think people get stuck in that trap because oh, yeah. I know at least a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, oh, well, I don't have an hour or, you know, I don't have 45 minutes you don't have to. It's okay. Do what you can with what you have. You know? Right. And some people, they just can't last that long. It doesn't matter. They don't have the time. Right. They just, they like. Girl, there's days I can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. No. So, no, it's, yes, it, whether you break it up five days, you know, break it up in like 20, 30 minute segments, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. It could be like 10 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the yeah. evening, if that's all you can do. Right. Um. So... Next, another thing I would incorporate or think about when I'm putting together a workout routine is where are you going to work out? Are you going to work out in a gym? Are you going to work out at your home? You know, pop in some DVDs, do some workouts. Do you have a weight room in your garage um, or, you know, in the park? I know a lot of fitness like boot camps, they do workouts in the park. Personally, um, I teach Pilates in the park during the good months. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do fit camps um, year-round outside. Just something about the fresh air, but that's something I enjoy. Right. You know, it's being outside when I do my workouts. Now, if you're definitely scared of bugs and, you know, sweat allergies or or allergies, I would not recommend working out in the park. Right. (laughs) So, but it's really important that you figure out those key things you know, how to choose the right exercise for you. You need to figure out your goals, um, how much time, where you're going to do it at. Those are the basics. Um, and what's going to keep you motivated? What is it joining a class, um, you know, talking to a friend, being an accountability partner, or, you know, do you need to hire a personal trainer? Um, now, Brie, it's probably a dumb question. And a lot of people are like, well, I already know that. But will you, will you tell our listeners what exactly a trainer does? What's the importance of having one? Why not just do it yourself? So um, that's a great question, and I get asked that a lot. And I will tell you that I have a personal trainer, even though I am a trainer. <laughs> I have one, too, because you're never that good. There's always somebody better than you or ahead of you. Why not learn from somebody that has already done all those things, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... um kind of like a teacher. I mean, you, you go to a teacher to learn something because they've done all the work. They go learn from them, learn from their mistakes, learn the shortcuts, right? Um, 
one thing that I see, I'll get some clients from time to time that have had trainers in the past or they're really good at working out on their own, but they need some fine tuning. Maybe their forms are a little, form is a little off, so they need some tweaks, right, to kind of get them back on track. Or um, I have some clients that strictly come to me because they won't work out unless they have a trainer, meaning they need that skin in the game. They need to have money on the line and that accountability, because if it's if, if they know that they don't have me to show up to, it's not going to happen for them. Right. So you need to be able to acknowledge if you're that type of person and be okay with that. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Right. No, exactly. Um, trainers are great for obviously checking form, mm-hmm. making sure you're working within your limits, but also pushing those limits. I can watch my clients and I can see and I can hear them say, I, don't, I, can't, I can't get this last one, but I can look at the movement they're doing and know they have two or three left in the tank all day long. Yeah. They don't think that because we don't push ourselves that way. So a trainer is there to push you a little bit further than you think, which is going to help you get to your goals. Right. And that's something that even when I work out on my own, I don't push myself as hard as I should. That's why I have my husband go with me <laughs> and he pushes me because yeah. I know he can just push me in that manner, but it's also kind of a safety net too for certain exercises where I know if I'm like trying to lift really heavy, cause that's what works for me. Right. I get in my own head, but having him there as that support helps push me further. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it, it really does. And I, I completely agree with that. Another thing I do want to add is a trainer helps you to design a program specific for you. Yes, specific they should. for your your needs. Yes, a good trainer. Yes. I should emphasize that. Yes, a good trainer finds a program that's specific for you. So if they see that you are lacking in like the core area, mm-hmm. they're probably going to have you do more core strengthening exercise. Which right. most of my clients. That's most what people do. Most people in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, if they can see that, you know, your form with your squat is completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, they're going to probably focus more on the glutes, you know, the, the legs, or just different mm-hmm. areas of the body, mm-hmm. um, the lower body. So I think that's another thing that a trainer can add because you could go and watch a workout program. Mm. You know, you can go in and pop in your T25 right, DVD right. at home. But that program was not designed specifically for you. Correct. So you may be doing exercises that are way out of your league. Right. Um, and you're not, no one's able to watch your form right. to correct any postural deviations or any, um, in, you know, issues that you're mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. Um, in executing. Ex- <laughs> executing? Executing. <laughs> <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, executing. And. <laughs> um, So I do want to talk a little bit about the different types of exercises. Um, So you got a, you know, very, a various amount of, or. Wide variety. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, My words are. That's what I'm here for today. I'm in spring brain. Spring break. Yes. (laughs) Spring break mode today. Oh my god. It's only the first day. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. All right, so you have a wide variety of different types of exercises. Right. As I had mentioned earlier, there's three that I like to focus on is cardio, strength training, and some type of mobility or core strengthening mm-hmm. exercise. So your yoga, your Pilates. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about cardio first. Okay. So cardio, 
um, basically consists of a lot of activities like running, swimming, cycling, dancing. Um, its focus is to get your heart and your lungs working. It's highly oxidative, so really good for heart health. Um, helps to build stamina and endurance. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my clients that you need cardio for heart health. Um, and again, if you're trying to build that endurance or that stamina, like you're running a 5K, mm-hmm. you're um, doing one of the, like the Tour de France or something, right. cardio is what you need to focus on. Right. Now, uh, strength training, that is focuses on building muscle. So, um, you know, and when you're building a workout routine, if you're only working out a couple days a week, I would focus, or I would make sure that you're incorporating every body part, major muscle group in your workout routine. Because if you're only doing it two times a week, it's really important that you hit all those two times. Right. Yeah. I, I advocate for all of my clients, um, whether they're with me three to four days a week or with me one day a week. Um, we normally do, well, I have other clients on other things, but for the most part, for the general population, total body, you know, two to four times a week is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your major muscle groups, your quads, but hamstring, chest, shoulders, triceps, back, biceps, and your core, which a lot of people think the core is just your abs. Right. And it's not. Your core is basically everything from right underneath your boobs down to your bottom of your pelvic area to, you know, your backside, the upper part of your back to your bum, basically. Mm-hmm. That's your core. It's it's what's holding your guts in. Yes, yes. It's, Think of it that way. It's your tree, like it's yeah. your trunk of your tree. Yeah, your and heart. it's and it's all the way around. It's right. not just the front. It's that's what so many people are like. I just want to do crunches. I want to see a six pack. Yeah, but you need to work the transverse yeah. abdominis. You need to work everything around it. It all holds it in. <laughs> and um, so it's really important that you incorporate strength training as mm-hmm. well. Building more muscle. It does so much for you. I mean, it increases your metabolism, gives you strength. Um, and you can get a little, depending on your workout, you can get a little bit of a cardio workout mm-hmm. with um, strength training. Mm-hmm. Same thing with, um, like, core strengthening ex- or, um, like, Pilates. Mm-hmm. You can build some strength. You can even get a smidge of cardio. Mm-hmm. With cardio, it's a little bit harder to get those other things, like to get the strength training. Yeah, you could maybe build a little bit of muscle doing your runs, but not nearly as much as if you were strength training. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to touch on that for a second. A lot Body pump is super mm-hmm. popular. I'm sure you know what that uh-huh. is, right? And a lot of people, I've had a lot of clients lately when I talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I do. I lift weights. I do body pump. Okay, well, yes, you are lifting weights because mm-hmm. you're physically picking weights up, but you are doing weighted cardio mm-hmm. with body pump. Mm-hmm. Body pump is not lifting, is not strength training. You might be feeling stronger. Yeah, you're probably going to gain a little bit, but I really feel like body pump is sending opposing muscle signals. You're doing cardio, mm-hmm. right, which means more efficiency, increased um, endurance, endurance and, and stamina, but then you're lifting weights, well, those are two very different signals you're sending to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you're not doing both at the same time. You are doing weighted cardio. Don't think you're strength training yeah. if you're doing body pump. It's not the same thing. No, you no, can't you can't lift light weight with that many reps with no stopping and grow muscle. That's not how it works. No, it's so that brings up what I was going to talk about next, which is like the boot camp classes or the CrossFit classes or HIT classes. Mm-hmm. So these are all classes, design workout classes, um, designed to incorporate um, multiple areas of fitness. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about HIT first because you brought up because body pump is similar to HIT in a way where it incorporates both cardio and strength training. Yeah. So high HIT stands for high interval. High intensity high interval intensity. training. <laughs> I'll just talk for Melissa yes, for the rest please, of the time. It's please. fine. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> you're, like, you're being me. off my vocabulary game today. <laughs> now Thank you know you. what it's like to stand in my shoes. <laughs> That's all right. So yeah, I, I can see how you how you can relate the two a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean they're not exactly the same. Right. Body pump to me is more the way it's designed is more of an aerobics, like you said, a mm-hmm. weighted aerobic class where um, hit classes do focus, it, it compartmentalizes more. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing cardio one second and then you're doing strength training one, and you're right. kind of going back and forth where body pump incorporates both in one Like with no rest. Segment. Yeah. 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 So um, some pros that I found about HIIT training, um, it is time efficient. You can do... A class or a workout in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do, get a great workout, um, work multiple body parts. Um, it's very effective on improving vascular function, so your mm-hmm. heart, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier. Um, and it adds variety to your training. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, sometimes with just strength training or just cardio, we get really bored mm-hmm. and we just need to change things up a little bit. So it adds a lot of variety by putting in, you know, all these different segments. Mm-hmm. And HIT is great. It, it's proven for fat loss. It's mm-hmm. very efficient. Yes. But HIT is not to be done every single day. No. <laughs> I no. mean, max, I would say max three times a week. Yeah. And actually, my fit camp classes that I do are a HIT style training. And we mm-hmm. three days a week. Yeah. But so. our classes are 45 minutes. Okay. So I don't do the full hour. It's just too intense. It is, yeah, you're right. It's too much. It's not something that you need to do like long, you know, it's not like a cycle class or like a step class or a body class. It's intermittently kind of or cycle in and out of it. I feel like you get the most results. Absolutely. Um, So another one I want to talk about is like your boot camp classes. So some pros. um, So it is a fast way to boost your fitness levels. It's a whole body strength and cardio workout in one. Um, it's a great way to stay motivated. I mean, most classes are. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Like most classes are. Because you're doing it with a group of people. You have similar goals. You're not. It's accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a little bit cheaper than a personal trainer. <laughs> absolutely. You know, of course, we always have to look at the, yeah. the dollar factor. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, there's that too. Um, and a lot of them are portable workouts, so you can do them outdoors, mm-hmm. you can do them in a gym, mm-hmm. you can pretty much do them anywhere. Right. Some things that I personally don't like about boot camp classes is 
Okay, so you're taking away the personalized workout. Right. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, and a lot of times people will jump into it thinking they need to go full gung-ho, and they end up getting injured. Mm-hmm. And that's with most classes. Mm-hmm. You know, they're you're, you're, the instructors are designing them for a group. They're not designing right. them for a specific individual in mind. Right. Um, if you need something individual, you either need to go see a trainer or you need to educate yourself enough to devise your own mm-hmm. workout program. Mm-hmm. Can I interject and Absolutely. say there, there's a lot of things I don't agree with about boot camps uh-huh. and in group settings for, for the reasons you mentioned. Um, but I urge people, I, I do think they're great because they offer that community, that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps you accountable. You get to hang out with your friends. You know, it can be a great thing. It's really motivating. But it's really important to go at your own pace. Absolutely. I don't care what the rest of the group is doing. I don't care that your best friend is kicking your ass yeah. and making you look bad. It is not worth you getting injured over to try to keep up with Susie. Go at your own pace. And any instructor that doesn't tell you the same thing is not worth your time. I completely you know? agree 100%. Um, so, well, yeah, if you're going to do boot camps, more power to you. Just, you know your body better than anybody else. Even if you're out of shape and overweight, you still know your body. Don't push yourself to the point of puking or hurting yourself. Well, listen to your body, too, because right. we get so focused on that goal that we forget to listen to ourselves. Right. We see other people doing these things that we wish we could do right. or we think we should be right. doing. And I promise you, they thought that at one time, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, carry on. Sorry. And then that leads me to the last one, um, CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So same thing, CrossFit, you know. uh, Now, one thing that is cool about CrossFit is that it's a pretty tight-knit community. That Mm -hmm. is one... They're, <laughs> you're kind of cringing there. They're, they're bor- some of some are borderline cultish. Yeah, there's yes. no denying that. I mean that that part is cool. You know they they do recruit like it's, they do. It's a community. It they is, stick which together, is awesome. Which is awesome. But I will say another pro for CrossFit is they have brought back weightlifting uh-huh. for the, the for women, which I think is amazing yes. because so many women were scared to pick up a weight. And a lot still are, but CrossFit has done a wonderful job at bringing that back and showing that women can lift weights too. So I'll give them that. Yes. No, I completely agree 100%. Um, so, yeah, and it's good, like, friendly competition. You know, you get in that group mode and, you you know, you, it, you they push you. Right. Um, but with a group workout plan, you have that lack of personalization. Mm -hmm. So you're having to move with the group and you're doing exercises that maybe you shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, That you're just not there yet. You haven't been training for them. You're maybe coming off the couch and you're expected to do box jumps. And I just, I personally have a problem with that because it's a good way to injure yourself. So you really can't get where, you know, get to your goals. Right. Um, And then, you know, to me, with a workout, programming is everything. If you want good results, you right. need to address the all the issues. Mm-hmm. Everyone is unique and has their own uh, different strengths and weaknesses. And the personalization zeroes in on those weaknesses and corrects them, you know, to enhance your strength and prevent injury. Um, so really, that personal as uh, 
personal personalization is the key to true fitness. You know what I think it is? I think I'm just getting so excited about sharing all of this stuff so. with our listeners. Yeah. I'm just tripping <laughs> over my words. <laughs> so again, you know, classes classes are good because they get people moving. They get mm-hmm. people interested. They have that accountability. But you have to really think when you're signing up to take those classes, is it really a good fit for you? Like, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. What are you needing help with? Mm-hmm. If you have, you know, just had a baby or you had a serious injury and you're going to one of these classes, um, high intensity, it's not personalized, they're not going to necessarily address your issues. They may even make them worse. Right. So it's something to really... Yeah, and I would say for people starting out, I know that a personal trainer is an investment. I I get that. And I know that it's not always in the budget. I completely understand that. But I will tell you, being a corrective exercise specialist, I rehab a lot of people that are injured in group classes. I can't tell you how many CrossFitters Mm -hmm. I've seen that I've rehabbed, right? Um, And just everyday people that, like, work a desk job. Uh, the little aches and pains that they have, or how many clients say, oh, I can't squat, my knees hurt, or, you know, I have low back pain, and so on and so forth. If you have any of these issues, in my professional opinion, Mm -hmm. you have no business doing a group class. You need a personal trainer, or a corrective exercise specialist, or a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. even. You need someone to help you Get rid of those aches and pains because that's not normal. And if you continue to exercise and work out, all you're doing is reinforcing those improper imbalances and improper movement patterns. Yes, you can get stronger. Yes, you can lose weight. And yes, you can build a pretty decent physique Mm -hmm. in a really jacked up way. And you are going to hurt so much when you are older and you're not able to get up off the floor or reach up over your head and pick something up or, you know, lift something off a shelf. It is worth the investment, even just for a, if you can just do a couple sessions with a good trainer. Oh yeah, absolutely. Then you can have that foundation to know I can go into this class and mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. Like I know I'm rocking this form out or, you know, I know I'm not quite there yet, but I'm going to do this, this squat or this push up to the best of my ability and feel confident about that. Well, and that trainer, it'll that he or she, if she's if they're good, will teach you how to become more aware of your body and the movements, what it should and shouldn't be doing. Right. And what, like, if you feel a certain way when you do an exercise, is that how you should be feeling? Right. Right. So it become it helps you become more aware. Right. Um, which is so so important. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to the very last exercise that I want to talk about. Um. So, Pilates and yoga. Now, they are not exactly the same thing. They are similar in ways, but a lot of people confuse them and think that they're, they're the same, and they're not. So, Pilates or yoga is very static. So, you do a lot of stretching, a lot of mind-body, meditational-type exercises, where Pilates is very dynamic. So it's all about strengthening the core. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Pilates was developed in the early 1900s. It was a rehab for soldiers in the First World War. Oh, wow. And then in the 1940s or 1920s, can't remember, um, it came to the United States, to New York, and was a rehab for ballet dancers. 
Okay. So it's rehabilitative type exercises, focusing on the core, focusing on your breathing. Um, it's what helped me, you know, mm-hmm. come out <laughs> a lot of my issues. Mm-hmm. And I use it with a lot of my clients because most people need core strength. It's mm-hmm. one of the areas we neglect the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really something that I feel like everybody should incorporate at least an hour a week. Mm-hmm. Um, giving the str- you know, whether you're a yoga girl or a Pilates girl or a guy, um, it doesn't matter. You find what you like. But it's important that you incorporate all of that because both of them do incorporate stretching and working the core just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that you need. I mean, if especially if you're strength training, um, it's something that you're really you're going to need to stretch out the cardio. You're going to need to stretch out those muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to focus on the core to build strength so you can do all of those other exercises or do those classes. So... With that being said, I'm going to wrap it up. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? No, uh, interesting information about the Pilates. I did mm-hmm. not know that. Um, I do think it's it's especially important if you're strength training, and that's probably what's led to a lot of my mobility issues was mm-hmm. lack of proper stretching and all that. I don't like stretching. Mm-hmm. I am one of the most un or inflexible people you will ever meet. No. Oh, no, 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 no. My, my awesome chiropractor told me, she was like, yeah, I think you're just one of those people that my body just doesn't do certain things. But I can tell you this year, I've really been focusing on my mobility. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've kind of checked, I've checked my ego a little bit and I'm focusing on that mobility and it does make a difference because like I said earlier, you can get a great looking physique, but not be able to move well and feel good. Right. And that's kind of, I'm not saying I had a great looking physique. I don't mean that, but I had built muscle, right? (laughs) And and made some changes that I was proud of, but I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't moving properly. Um, So I think it compensates. It does. When you're not not stretched out, when you don't have that mobility. You know, you have all that tightness, that tension. Right. It just causes, and it causes issues, injuries in other areas. And, and everything's connected. So it's all just going to get worse and worse if you don't address it. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you, you touched on a lot of great things. And like you said, it's really important to find what works for you. And that looks different for every single body. Um, ultimately, everyone should be doing a little bit of cardio. Yes. Um, you know how I feel about cardio, yes. but everyone, for me, my cardio looks like a walk. Mm-hmm. I'll literally a two mile walk, or I may get on the stair stepper for 10 minutes. Cause I like to torture myself sometimes. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, as long as you're getting your heart exactly, rate up, that's what it I was doesn't matter say. what, it doesn't matter what you do for your cardio. Right. And I think that that I, this is kind of off topic, but for those that are going from couch to something mm-hmm. walking is a phenomenal place to Absolutely. start walking and mobility stretching pilates yoga whatever you want to call it is a fantastic place to start mm-hmm. you don't have to start at a boot camp or a hit no. class please don't no. in fact <laughs> no, please. unless you want to come pay me for the for rehab or, yeah. or mel for for pilates <laughs> rehab stuff um yeah walking is phenomenal yes we don't do enough of that. No, we don't. No. We don't because we don't have enough time, no. right? We don't but make we time. We make time. We should. Yeah, for we that. Should. I know. All right, sister. I think that is all yeah. for today. Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Well, you guys are welcome to go to our Facebook page at Beyond Fit Mel Bree. And you can post any questions for future topics you have there or leave any feedback. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Brie. 
If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. If you're looking for more ways to connect, you can find us on our Facebook page at Beyond Fit Mel Bree or on Instagram. Bree is at Hope Faith Get Fit, and you can find Mel at Mel Hammonds. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.